you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. Let's pray. Jesus, we just again settle our hearts to know that we're here before you, that your presence is here with us. Your word is here to guide us. And Lord Jesus, that um, we ask our hearts to be open to allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us and to change us into more of who you are, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. So we're on this series called Christmas Every Day. And, um, and last week, we, we began to talk about um, how the wise men were, were seeking after this star. And the star was the, the guide for them to find Jesus. And we were talking about this idea of, of what you seek, you'll find, as opposed to hide and seek. What, what, you, what you seek, you'll find. And it's really encouraging us to saying, are you, what are you looking at? In a world that's so negative, are you focusing on the negativity of the world? Are you focusing on being critical? Or are you beginning to focus on Jesus that will start to give you the things of life that are part of his kingdom? Peace, joy, contentment. We're going to continue on this journey, though, of, of understanding, looking at the wise men, this, this Christmas story, and, and understanding that the wise men were so significant how they lived their lives, because in many ways, they're, they're, the way that they pursued Jesus is a way that we get to pursue Jesus. And the reason why we titled this Christmas Every Day is because, honestly, we should be living with that expectation and that pursuit of Jesus that every morning we wake up, it's like, it's Christmas morning again. Anybody know Groundhog Day? You've seen that movie Groundhog Day? It's just like, it's, it's all over again. But that's not a bad thing when we pursue Jesus in that way. I'm convinced more than anything that, that we just need to press in closer to Jesus. We know that, that the Holy Spirit is with us, right? So when we say God's presence is here or we've invited Jesus into our life, it's actually we're talking about the Holy Spirit. But, but his, we say Jesus because he is our Savior. He is the solutions to everything. Uh, I really appreciate Soraya. By the way, didn't the worship team do an amazing job this morning? Uh, I appreciate that word, Soraya, about the looking at those shells. And, and the brokenness. I, I want to let you know that, uh, that I've experienced a lot of pain lately, emotional pain. And it, it was interesting, Friday I was sitting there and normally my MO, if I'm feeling um, something that I don't like what I feel, I just work. I work harder. And, and it seems like if you just work, then it's kind of like, well, it just kind of goes away, right? But, but God just kind of tapped my shoulder a little bit. He said, why don't you just rest and invite Jesus in the middle of that pain? Now, typically we might, if we're feeling pain, by the way, holidays, the Christmas season, I know has a potential for, for carrying a lot of pain. And sometimes you would begin to think of, um, you'd say a prayer like, Jesus, fix this situation, or Jesus, help me not to feel this. But, but he said something so subtly to me, and, 
And it caught me by surprise. And so I'd like, is that you, Lord? And, and I tried it. <laughs> Ever done that where you kind of like hear that whisper? It's like, all right, I think that's God. And, and then you respond to it. And the idea of inviting him into your situation, in for my circumstance, the, my pain, inviting him into my pain, I realized that he was okay. By the way, did you know that pain's okay? Emotional pain, hurt, it's okay. And, and I think in our society, we don't like to feel anymore, so we, we mask that with so many things. But in that moment when I said, just, he said, just invite me into it. I wasn't trying to fix it. I wasn't trying to make it go away. But I found that peace was restored to me. I, I just hope, I'm sharing that with you. It's not in my message, but I'm sharing that with you because I'm hoping for some of you who are in pain that, that you don't have to run away from it, that you don't have to hide from it, but you can actually allow Jesus, invite Jesus into it and let him do the work through it because he's so good. And in that brokenness and in that pain is what God uses to make something so beautiful. So that's why you shouldn't run away from it and you shouldn't just try to mask it. Well, this week we're going to be talking about um, the, how the wise men had something that they knew to help them find Jesus. Now they have the star, we, we understand that. But they had something else. And if you have your Bibles, turn uh, with me to Matthew chapter 2. We were there last week. So if you weren't with us last week, or if you were, Matthew chapter 2, this is the account of the wise men visiting Jesus. And we realize that in, in the midst of their pursuit, they saw the star, but the first thing that they kind of needed to know was the location of where Jesus was going to be born. Now, how did they know that? How did they know that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem? Well, if you read in Matthew chapter 2, uh, the author, Matthew himself, um, writes the account of the wise men. And in this, they, they came to, well, let's read it together. Matthew chapter 2. This is a repeat from last week, but it won't hurt for us to read it again. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And again, I love the pursuit of this. The wise men came with one objective. It was to worship Jesus. Yes, they came with gifts. We're going to be talking about that uh, next week. But they came to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where is the Christ was to be born? And they told him, they, the wise men, told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophets. Here we go. They knew what was written in the book of Micah. Now, Micah is one of the uh, minor prophets in uh, the prophetic books of the Old Testament. Micah was also probably a contemporary to Isaiah and Hosea in the 7th century BC, so like 700 years before Jesus was born. Micah prophetically 
he, he tells of what's to come and he says this. And here Matthew is quoting from Micah. And the wise men spoke to King Herod these words. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So they knew that the Messiah, the King, our Savior, would show up in Bethlehem. And the combination of knowing the word and the star, the supernatural outcome of the star, made them find Jesus the King. I want to let you know that there's something about the Word of God that has the ability to shape and transform us, that actually becomes a, a light for us, that becomes a path for us. I, I want to let you know that, that if you not want to know the way, how many people want to know the purpose of their life? How many people want to know what lies ahead of them. How many people want to know, am I going the right way? But if you want to know the way, I have to say you, you need to know the word. If you want to know the way, you need to know the word. Because in Psalm 119, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The Bible also says that, that Jesus himself is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So this idea of the wise men pursuing Jesus, they had a clue that the Savior of the world, through Micah, they, they knew the Old Testament. These magi, these kings, they knew their word. And the word was what informed them to begin to find this Jesus. But I want to let you know that, that when we look about the way, we sometimes we think about, yeah, understanding the way and knowing the word. We think the way maybe is just like, what's the way to heaven? But I want to let you know that, that it's not just the way to eternal life, but it's also thinking about how do we live our lives? How do we view money? How do we deal with temptation? How do we find our purpose? How... How are we loved? How are we knowing that we're valued? And, and Jesus, in pursuing that way, begins to answer those questions for us. And if we say that Jesus is the word, and that he's the lamp to our feet, I do believe that if we're going to have Christmas every day, if we're going to do what the wise men did, we need to know our word. We need to know the scriptures. We need to know the Bible. I don't want you to raise your hands. I want you to just do a quick little personal inventory. When's the last time you cracked open the Word of God? I know there's a different ways of doing that today on your, your little app on your phone, you know, the, the little scripture that pops up, and I'm not saying those are bad, but I, but I think there's something about getting into the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to change you, to direct you, to guide you. 
I was working with our, our kids leaders today, which by the way, we have a phenomenal, phenomenal kids ministry and our, those who are working there. By the way, if you've got kids in our kids ministry, when you go pick up your kids today, can you just give them a big thank you for investing into your kids? They, what was prayed this morning was that they would share the word of God to our kids in such a way that they will bury like treasure in their hearts. And so when they get older, they will know the word of God, that it's like this resource for them. But for us, you know, we, we're pursuing life and then we're wondering like, how did I get here? And or where am I going? And we find that, are we on the path, off the path? Are we, are we finding the way? Are we not finding the way? But I would say, if you want to know the way, you need to know the word. I kind of like the combination of, of the star and them understanding the word of, of God. Recounting from Micah 500 years earlier before, or 700 years earlier before Jesus was born, they knew the connection, the Old Testament connection to the reality of what was going to happen. And by the way, there's a lot of prophetic stuff in the word of God um, as well in revelation of things yet to come. And my question is, are we going to recognize what's coming down the pike, or are we just going to be unawares? Because if you want to know the way, you need to know the Word. And if we want to know the Word, that means we have to be in the Word. But I like this combination of knowing the Word, but then the supernatural occurrence that took place between these st the stars, which we, we said it could have been a supernova, but we kind of think it's probably like two planets aligned and created this, this uh, twinkle effect in this, this star, this supernatural event of the star. And I think it's the combination of the Word of God and the supernatural, in other words, the Holy Spirit, combining those things together that really speaks to us. Because you know what? You could leave here today and said, I'm just going to get through the Bible all in one year, and I'm going to check off the boxes, and, and I'm going to know my Word. And, uh, but then you realize that that's head knowledge, and we want to have a heart transformation, which means we need the Holy Spirit to come in and allow the Word to read us as we read the Word. Have you done that before? You start cracking open the Bible and you start reading some things and all of a sudden it's like, oh, and it's changing and it's shaping and it's molding. And, uh, or you're like, oh no. That's not for me. <laughs> that's, too, that's too much. But no, you know what? Everything that leads us closer to Jesus leads us closer to the places where we find joy yes. and peace and contentment and love. I think the enemy's done a great job of tricking us to think that somehow the Word of God is there to bring condemnation on us. Like, it's, it's going to tell us all the things that we're doing wrong. Well, it might. <laughs> But do you realize John 10.10, 10, right? Jesus came to give us life and life in the full. Now, this good life, this, this prospering life, this life that, that is, the rest of the world should be looking at you. It's like, oh my word, what's going on with that person? And yet we know also in John 10.10 10, that we have an enemy that wants to kill, steal, destroy. 
And, and so we can make, we have a free will. That's the beauty of what God gave us. So he gave us a choice to either follow him or not follow him. And in this free will opportunity, we say, God, either we're, we're getting closer to you, Jesus, or we're choosing to live our own way, which then gives permission for the enemy to kill, steal, destroy. But more importantly, I've realized in this journey of following Jesus for like seriously following Jesus since I was 22 and I'm almost 49. I know, I know I didn't look like it. I'm almost 49. That's what you were thinking when you were just thinking there. It's like, man, he looks good for 49. I know that's what you're thinking, but um, 27 years about that. So in that pursuit of Jesus for those many years, one thing I've realized it's, it's the progress of me continuing to allow Jesus into the areas of my life and allowing him to bring so much healing that needs to take place from the things of my youth, things of my past, current mistakes, current failures. But, but that's why we need a savior. We're never gonna reach perfection. If, if your goal in life is perfection, I've got news for you. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But our goal is to become more like Jesus. And as in our pursuit of him, that's where we find the things of his kingdom. I've been so impressed by the, the understanding of understanding the kingdom of God. It's not a future time like in heaven. The kingdom of God is here and now, and we get to actually live in it if we choose. And we get to experience the things of his kingdom here and now. But the only way we can do that is when we put Jesus as our king and we submit our lives to him. I was reading uh, a little excerpt from an author called uh, Will Mancini uh, on a book called Unique. And he was understanding the, the unique uh, call that people have on their lives. But I love this definition of an idol. The, the definition of an idol is the thing that you add to Jesus to make your life work. The thing you add to Jesus to make your life work. And when we start adding things to Jesus to make our life work, we're realizing that it's because we're lacking something and we're not allowing Jesus to give us the fullness that he wanted to give us. I want you to, I think this was so, the Lord was speaking to me in that midst of the pain because in that pain, I could have just said, I'm going to go work harder. I'm just going to go get a project done. But honestly, that would be an idol because I've added that to Jesus when really Jesus is my sufficiency. Jesus is my all, and Jesus is your all. I'm really sorry for my slide guys today because I am jumping all over the place in this, but I feel like I'm kind of in tune with where God is wanting to lead us. So slide guys, thank you so much for being patient with me. But we have to invite Jesus into our lives and we have to allow his word 
to shape us. In Hebrews, you can put this slide up, in Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. When we read the word of God, we want it to read us. We want it to change us. We want it to shape us. We want it to comfort us. Quite frankly, that's what the Lord did for me. When I invited Jesus into my pain, I was comforted by him. And I wouldn't have experienced that comfort if I just said, I'm going to go do another project. (laughs) The wise men knew the way to Jesus because they knew the word of God. And the word of God will always lead you to Jesus. When you read the word, I really want you to begin to say, how, how is this word, because it is his word, how, am, how is it leading closer to Jesus? How is it leading me closer to Jesus? I also want us to realize that when we read the word, it's not just about answers to life, which you're going to find all kinds of answers to life in the word of God. But at the end of the day, it's to build a relationship with Jesus. Not just head knowledge, not just do this, do that. I feel, I feel like in this room today that there are people who are still lost and they know Jesus. There are people who still walk with a lot of hurt and pain, and and yet they know Jesus. I'm one of them. (laughs) And I'm learning to realize that if I truly believe that Jesus is our sufficiency, Jesus is our all in all, that when we give our full selves to him, our everything the depths of our heart, the depths of our pain, the depths of our unbelief even. Jesus doesn't mind our unbelief because he knows our humanness. Jesus doesn't mind our brokenness. In many ways, he loves our brokenness as long as we allow our brokenness to turn to him, not to other stuff that never heals, that never brings comfort. I just want to jump back to where I started to go about the star and the word of God. The star being the supernatural expression and the word being the prophetic word of God. When Jesus left this earth, he said it was good that he were to go. In John chapter 16, There's a couple scriptures I want to read to you about that. It says, nevertheless, these are Jesus' words, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The helper being the Holy Spirit. Don't we need a helper sometimes? But if I depart, I will send him to you. 
I still have many things to say to you, but I, you can't bear them right now. However, when he, the spirit of truth comes, uh, that's the other name for him, the spirit of truth. I love that. When you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, it's inviting the truth of God to come into your life. He, the Holy Spirit, will guide you into all truth. He will set your path to a place where there's truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is of mine and declare it to you. The words of Jesus. Man, there's so much in in there. Jesus says when he left this earth, it's good that he leaves because he's giving us the helper, the comforter, the one that will be with us, that will guide us to all truth. So we're not going home and just reading this and thinking like, well, Pastor Mark just said, if we not want to know the way, we need to know the word. And therefore, I better memorize the word. Now, nothing wrong with, with Bible memory. We encourage the kids, by the way, are learning John 3.16. Um, this month. So ask them when you go home, which memory verse are you learning, kids? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Is what they would say. But you would allow the Holy Spirit to whisper to you like he did to me on Friday. And to say, instead of pushing through your pain, let me come into your pain. Instead of trying to fix something, let me, why don't you just invite me into the situation? Let me do the work, says the Lord. If the worship team wants to come. But I think we're left unaware to the still small voice if we're not in his word. I think if we can say we have the Holy Spirit, we got the supernatural, we got the star, we're following the star. But if we don't have the word of God that is the, the path for us, the, the lamp unto our feet, the, the way, that I think we're leaving ourselves handicapped for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Because the Holy Spirit sounds a whole lot like the word of God. Because the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Word of God. And how do you know it's the Holy Spirit or if it's some demon whispering to you? Well, you have to know the Word of God. And Jesus will never contradict His Word. Last week, we encouraged you to say, What you seek, you'll find. And I really want us to keep our focus on Jesus this Christmas season. Not on the negativity, not on the impeachment news, not on the (laughs) politics, not on to, you know, the stress of the season. But can you wake up every morning and say, I want to find you, Jesus, today. And today we said to know the way, we need to know the word. And the word will help you know Jesus. And where there is Jesus, there is life. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I wish I could have just bottled up that feeling 
that I had when, when I was like, why did it take me 27 years to understand that I can just, instead of trying to ask Jesus to fix something or like, I gotta be proactive on that all I did was just invited him into my pain. And then I felt like I was just sitting down for this amazing, nice little dinner with Jesus. <laughs> Even though I was sitting on my couch and it was happening all in here. Where he began to just minister to me. And I would just love to like have every one of you experience that doesn't matter how young or how old. If you're a teenager, if you're retired, if you're in the middle of some stress or you're in the middle of some great joy right now, or maybe you're away from home. Wherever you're at in life, the reality is, is you need to know what that next step in life is. And I want you to step there with Jesus. This Christmas season leads us to Jesus, but I want you to experience what we go through in this series every day, Christmas every day. Because I believe we will live so differently. When we realize that we're gonna focus on him, what we seek, we'll find. And if you want to know the way to your life, then know his word. But it will always lead you to Jesus in a deeper relationship with him. Just take a moment and bow your heads and just kind of reflect on these words a little bit today. Remember at... The close of this series, we're going to be handing you a, a gold box. It's like a little jewelry box. Inside of it is going to be two cards. One that's going to, on the side of it, says, my, my act of worship. Christmas every day, my act of worship. Remember the wise men, why they sought Jesus was to worship him. Which really means that they, they put their lives in proper place in a relationship to Jesus. That's what worship does. And that box, those two cards, you're going you're gonna to write down some things based on this series, whether it's we seek, you'll find, or maybe you'll write, you want to know the way, you know the word. Or something else has really provoked you to say, you know what, I need to make these steps closer to Jesus. And on that note of making steps closer to Jesus, I, I just wonder if there are people here today that need to recommit their life to Jesus. You've already given your life to Jesus maybe multiple times, but you're at this stage that you know that you're at a crossroads and you're feeling that tug. You just say, I want to give my life to Jesus in a more significant way. If that's you, just while everybody's heads are bowed, eyes closed, just raise up your hands. I just, I just want to see who I'm speaking to in that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All around this room, thank you. That acknowledgement is really between you and the Lord. 
And you've got to take those steps to walk it out. Jesus is there. He's just waiting for you to make steps closer to him. Next, if there are people here today that maybe have said, you know what, I've, I've known of God, I've known of Jesus, but I've never given my life to him, then you, I'm going to ask you to do what I did when I was 22 years old, and I said a simple prayer like this, God, I, I'm sorry for living for myself, sorry for living selfishly, and Jesus, I want to give my life to you. Thank you for going to the cross for my foolishness and for my sin. Jesus, I, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to make you the Lord of my life. And I, that prayer of that moment saves you. The, the Bible says you become a new creation. I don't understand it, how, that, how those simple acknowledgement, proclaiming with our mouth that, that something happens inside of us. At that moment in time, their spirit comes alive. But if that's you and you want to say that prayer like I prayed and it'd be just staying right where you're at and I'll just ask you to repeat after me just under your breath. But I just, an acknowledgement of saying, I want to know Jesus for the very first time. I want to give my life to him. Is there anybody in the room that wants to do that? Just raise your hand just so I can see. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I invite you into my life. I'm sorry for living my own way. Trying to do it on my own. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I want to make you my Lord and my King. Thank you for going to the cross for my sin. That you've forgiven me. You've taken care of all my guilt and shame. Today, I'm a new creation. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you, Jesus. Can you just give a big round of applause for those giving their life to Jesus? closing I want to continue on this prayer for those who have pain in their life specifically emotional pain Jesus come into my pain give you permission to do what you need to do in the midst of that pain. Thank you for being so close to us. Thank you for loving us so well. Thank you for accepting us. We love you, Lord Jesus. And today we want to leave here knowing that we're going to put our focus on you. 
but we seek, we'll find, and we want to find you, Jesus. And we want to know our next steps in life. And Lord Jesus, that means that we need to know your word. We want to know the way we need to know your word. God, renew a passion for us to be in your word. Lord Jesus, we love you. And everybody said, amen. Love you guys. We have a thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.